Guys, we're back to you. Regigal. 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 See, we've started already. Uh, regular hey. scheduled broadcasting. Uh, we're going to be going back to WCW Monday Night Show, December 23rd, 1996. Um, it's only been a couple of days since we recorded our last podcast, which was the crazy night that was the night of Stephen McMahon's resignation and the potential rumoured sale of the WWE to Saudi Arabian people. Uh, that turned out to be a bit false, apparently. So, there's not been much more to report in terms of that, so we can just give you some WCW Monday Natural Goodness with a sprinkling of my man Brian and myself on the top of it for the next little over an hour and a half. So Brian, I know you're there. You'd like to count us in and we'll play this episode of WCW Monday Natural. Okay, hi guys, I'll count us in. Three, two, one, play. Very professional, I had to put on a, a podcaster's voice for that. <laughs> Hi, I'm a podcaster. I'm quite frankly sick and tired of doing professional voices these days. <laughs> as I do it on the daily for work. <clears throat> I've got a beer in hand anyway, so I'm all good buddy, you don't even need to ask. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I said this the last episode, the amount of fucking fireworks on this, it is ridiculous. Oh my god, did you see the guy in the crowd there, he looked like a fat Roddy Piper. Yes, I saw him. (laughs) Just the hair weren't as good. No, he looked more like the Miz's dad, people actually uh, seeing the Miz's dad will will get that reference. (laughs) So people have actually got title belts in the crowd, but they've still got them in, in like, uh, the, in the in wrap. the wrapping, yeah. A bit bizarre. Yeah, like, open them, get them out. I mean, they're not replicas, so they're, they're just, like, toy, yeah, the toy, toy ones, aren't they? They look proper tacky as well. Yeah. Probably cost about $25. This strap made out of foam. <laughs> that was legitimately uh, one of the things he used to do back in the 90s. They made the belts, plastic faceplate, foam uh, strap. Really, really weird. I actually had a wrestling match to fight for one of them. Uh. There is a story. (laughs) For another day, for another day. Sold out crowd this, apparently. 4,200 people. And here comes Chris Benoit with no music. Oh, there we go. Yeah, just delayed. There's somebody behind him. Is it me or is the the set design really small this episode? Uh, that entranceway is fucking huge. Yeah, the entranceway is huge, but it looks like the the thing is small. It might just be where the camera's based, but even then, the building doesn't look big. No. Like at that area, I I think it's just the camera angle. But yeah, that is one big entranceway. Mm. What is this? Fucking WCW WrestleMania? <laughs> I wonder where this one's... They've not told us where they are yet, have they? No. But there's a... You're remiss to mention that this is Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit that has started starting us off. Yeah, this is the 50th time that these two have wrestled in the past four days. Um, <laughs> just keep going back to the well, don't they? Thankfully, it's a, it's a delicious well. Yeah, that's it. 
It'd be a well if it wasn't um, wasn't full of water, but just full of like strawberry milkshake. Mm. Oh god, I could actually offer one of them. I've got my wife's diner, I'm fine, but. <laughs> you look at the roof of this building as well. It's really, really odd. Looks like a very, very cheaply made building. The kind of building that, that in America they'll they build it, and like in twenty years time they'll do some work to it, and then another fifteen years time knock it down. Knock it down. Yeah, <laughs> that happens quite a lot. It's happening so much that uh, because I follow a lot of Americans on Twitter, there's like people that will talk about the NFL, and Ugh. presently, oh Jesus Christ. These, these split screens with Kevin Sullivan are getting creepier and creepier. It's now, like, it looks like he's in a black room and someone's just put a torch on the floor. So you can see all the shadow and just, like, light underneath his pecs and on his face. So like, if this is a dating video, fuck me, you ain't getting any dates, dude. <laughs> I don't suppose you've got the subtitles on. Uh, no, they have not oh, come on for some reason this time. I will turn them on. Just fill me in on what you said. I don't know. That's why I asked. <laughs> Fuck. Oh well, never mind. Professional podcast here, guys. There we go. Oh, somebody's coming out. Let it be Rey Mysterio. Oh, it's DDP. Nice. He's gonna join us on commentary. Cool. Larry said he's got yeah, his fighting shirt on. As I was saying, uh, some American friends have point, uh, been talking about Chicago Bears moving stadium. And they've been in their stadium for like 100 years, something like that, so they're long overdue. But they only like read it, did it up in like 2005. Hmm. It's like, that is just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Soldier Field, it's called. Soldier if, Field? Yeah. So if they move stadium, it's probably going to be called something like Veteran Park. That actually sounds pretty cool. Yeah, they do they do that a lot. I know I'm jesting, but it's it's the kind of things Americans do. Not something I'm really opposed to. I should mention the commentary um, team are in the booth again, which leads me to believe that they're just going to get kicked out. Yeah, I mean they are following your advice. I'd prefer it to be up there. Mm. At least that way they're, they're not going to get hurt. I mean, granted, the last time we saw them at ringside, they very nearly got clattered into, so maybe yeah. there was an, uh, an executive decision just to move them up there where they'll be safe. Yeah, it could very well have been. Not a smooth kick up. So obviously I'm starting to go to the gym, uh, just a little peek into my personal life, and I have made it my goal by the end of the year to be able to keep up out of bed. <laughs> right. At the moment it's like, it's like a five step process to get out of, the, out of bed in the morning, right, because my legs are that, uh, that knackered. So I think if I could learn to keep up out of bed by the end of the year, I would have done well at the gym, I would have made myself uh, more nimble, that's the word I was thinking. Yeah. A little bit of upper body strength, just to be able to whip yourself up, and an ability to to land on your feet. 
Oh, that was a really good transition into the small package. I think Mark has disappeared on me a little bit here guys, so I'm trying to fill everybody in and what's going on. We've just come back from the break and Chris Benoit has just flatjacked Eddie Guerrero into the into the ropes and he's selling like a motherfucker. Oh but dear. We should be watching these matches along. <coughs> and we're back. Yeah. Whew. What did I miss? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> just me trying to be professional as you disappeared. Yeah. We're just running with it now, aren't we? We're just running with it. I could see why they do video podcast, or at least doing video calls during podcasts now to see like if incidents like that happen. Yes. You know that you're not like, where's he gone? I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, I'd be ended up like fucking Jerry Lawley trying to commentate on me on. <laughs> oh. Oh jeez! Fucking why is it Chris Benoit with the stiff power bombs? He did the old crippler thing as well, the uh, the taunt before the power bomb. Yeah. So I don't know if he's trying to get over a another finisher of some sort or a secondary finisher. I mean, I'd believe it. Is he doing the crossface at this point? I don't think I've seen him do the no. crossface. It might have done like on a, on a couple of occasions, but usually, uh, usually speaking, like generally speaking, seriously, powerbomb, you know, Air Canada, something like that, yeah, or a brainbuster. Hmm. But I I believe any of those finishes would work. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not saying that I hated the quicker crossface. I, I think it was a fantastic submission move. But if you if you really want to like get over yourself as a technical wrestler and a power a powerhouse as well. Do the that power bomb does the job for me. Yeah, it's a stiff motherfucking power bomb. That. That's the thing that uh, that gets me about the likes of Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko. Is that they're they're not really tall guys. Obviously Benoit's a little bit taller than Malenko, but they're not really tall guys. Yeah. They're quite short. You know, uh, Chris is a little bit more muscular and. Malenko is more stout. You don't really think of those two guys being able to put opponents into like you, you know. I know again it's wrestling cruiserweight, so that adds to it, I suppose. Mm. But the kind of power bombs that they do, they really fucking layer them in. You expect a tall guy, a you know, a giant, some someone like that, uh, Kevin Nash, to to really really come out with the stiff ones, but it's not. It's these two. And I love it every time. It just so gnarly looking. Oh, fucking hell. And speaking of gnarly, that superplex. Benoit right on his head. Yeah, that that wasn't nice, but... Oh. I mean, it was effective. The insane again, thing is the crowd going mental just because somebody's going to the top rope. Like, yeah. it was quickly obvious that Eddie wasn't going to get his frog splash off but the people were still going mental because they were both going on the top rope yep and yet again I'd say one thing you want to talk about finishers a superplex from Chris Benoit 
that would work. Yeah. The way the way he did that on anyway. He took Eddie Guerrero right across the bloody ring. Do you know what? Do you know what's a controversial opinion, right? I know we talk, we revere the the cruiserweights and, and and these guys for what they did, but also they actually ruined wrestling because everything that they do now is just normalised in such a way that yeah. you can't really innovate wrestling anymore. I mean, I won't say you can't innovate. I think the young bucks have proven that you can innovate. It's just that. It's a raw break. I, th- I think people are taking it a little bit too far now. It's like, oh yeah, these athletic people and all that, let's wheel up the ante, and then somebody else comes along and saying, oh, well, wheel up the ante and up the ante. And it's like, there's only so many times you can up that ante mm-hmm. before it, it it just doesn't have the effect and it looks ridiculous. Yeah. I, think, I think I've said this before, I think there was a Will Ospreay match that I saw on Dynamite. I think he were facing off. I don't think it were a singles match. Oh, wow. It was him and Ray Phoenix. And it... Oh, fucking hell. Nice. Recount. Nice variation of the uh, frog splash. It was more like a crossbody than a frog, a frog splash, weren't it? The way he just twisted his body yeah. in the air. Really, really good. Yeah, great match. Do something with that hair ready. <laughs> yeah, bad hair ready. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> I don't know what you've done there, dude, but that just does not look right. That was a great match. Great match, bad mullet. <laughs> so now what I was saying, we were watching Will Osprey with Ray Phoenix, and the fact that they were doing all these moves, and every single move was a reversal at the same time, you know, just landing on the feet, it's like, I'd rather you not do that, because at the end of the day, it's supposed to be a fight, and if, and if you're doing that, I'm going to believe that you can reverse every single move, you can get every move and you can't be hit, even when you get hit I'm like, you should not be getting hit by that move because you've shown several times in this match alone that you shouldn't be and that is what ruins it for me, it's just a little bit too much Yeah. you know, it's like chill out, it's got to look like a fight I, 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 the more I think about it, the more I think Vader had a point when he said that Ricochet and Osprey basically just had a uh like a Circus Soleil match rather than a wrestling match. I, the more I think about it, the more. Yeah. The one thing I like about Ricochet is that he has torn that down since he went to WWE, but WWE are going to tell him to tone it down, but it, he, he becomes, he's more believable for it. Hmm. But, yeah, you are, you are right. I mean... Spoiled us. It's, it, it is spoiled us. And, and again, AEW, it's, it, it comes across as a bit one-trick pony these days as well, because hmm. most of the matches are like that, and I just I, I like a bit of variation in my wrestling but not Dan Housen <laughs> fuck that guy <laughs> <laughs> it, it's really weird because I almost f- feel hypocritical in my ways because I say, yeah Dan Housen nah, you know, but Orange Cassidy, I like. It's like it's so fucking weird. Like they're both gimmicky, but I think with Orange Cassidy, it's just kind of like he's just his character is he's just half-assed. But when yeah. he has to put in the biz- business, he fucking does the job. Yeah, and yeah. he can put on a fucking good match. In many ways, the character kind of holds him back, but at the same time, makes him unique. Yeah. Whereas Dan Housen casts spells on people. Yeah. No, I don't need all that. No. It's like, I was fine with Undertaker and Kane doing that shit to each other. That's that's different. But it's kind of like, 
you know, I just, I don't get it. I really don't get it at all. Currently listening to Orin on the mic as the four horsemen have come out. It's a Ric Flair's theme. Which is so weird again, like... You have your own theme. I think the sound guy's fucked up a few times here, to be fair. Yeah, he probably started the horseman theme halfway through Benoit's entrance, then started Eddie's theme halfway through his entrance. The way Deborah's looking, they should have gone with a Christmas theme. (laughs) I think they have. There was uh, there was some like um, trimmings on the on the cop. On the on the on the commentator's desk. On the heat commentator's desk. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. It's like, I can't remember what you call it. The, <laughs> the word bunting comes from head, but it's not bunting. It's basically what you just looks like the material like a fake Christmas tree is made out of. Yeah. You know, like the branches and all that. Yeah. It, but it's like it's what one of those things that you just put on on display on like a mantelpiece. We've got that on the commentary desk. So I think she has intentionally gone with red and white as part of the lack of Christmas theme. Yeah. But when there's no Christmas tree in sight, it looks wrong. <laughs> yeah, so I was going to ask, where is woman? Well, Ben Wells just answered that. Yeah. <laughs> allegations of all this partying and infidelities and that woman and I were over in Germany for a purpose. <laughs> I'm trying to read subtitles here, like just trying to catch on what he's saying, what he's getting to. Oncoming at the oh, seams? Really? Yes, that's I, I got that as well. Like, the thing is he actually said that. Well, yeah, that's believable. Jesus Christ! Did Ben Wyatt uh, invent talk to the hand? Remember that period in like the late nineties, early two thousand, when people just got talk to the hand because they ain't listening and all that. And it's like if Ben Wyatt, if Chris Benoit influenced that, I'm gonna be real pissed off. For one, because like it's just uh, it's another taint on his legacy, and secondly, it's just a fucking stupid thing anyway, and like. You, you 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 have so much wrestling knowledge in that head you can actually come up with something better than that. <laughs> and he actually did it in that kind of like uh over exaggerated voice. Well yeah. talk to the hand, talk to the hand, it's like ugh, no. But to be fair, at least he he said it right, he didn't say like talk to the ham, because you know what he's like for his promos. What the fuck is Flair saying? <laughs> God. Woman or woman, will you marry me now a weekend with Benoit? What? And I mean, I actually heard him, and that's exactly what he said. Yeah, you're just missing the context at the beginning. After 10 years of being married to the devil, you deserve a weekend with Benoit. But the verbiage just wasn't, work, uh, wasn't there. That's what I'm saying. It was just all over the place. Rick's shoulders looks like it's going better though. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ, yeah, he's a nimble fucker here. Yeah, back in the ring in no time. Yeah. 
This is the heart of Dixie. Poor Dixie oh, Carter. DC. I thought you said. I thought you said Dixie. To be fair, I might have done, and the, and the captions got it wrong. So who's coming out here? So I'm, I've got the assumption that this might be Glacier. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be anybody. The lights. <laughs> oh no, he's fucking Hogan. It's NWO. Oh, I, th I thought you did the NWO music. That's why I was saying it could no, be anybody. I <laughs> no, I haven't got the uh, the laptop on loud enough to catch up on the music. Right. I just saw these blue lights. I just thought, oh, this is gonna be Glacier. No, it's fucking NWO. Oh, good God. Like, yeah, okay, Hogan, just get the get the promo and the pausing out of the way now. Let's leave. Let's leave the hot second hour for actual wrestling, please. No matter what, fucking uh, Roddy Piper will be here. It could be. There's a weird look. Virgil with the WCW title belt on his shoulder. <laughs> he did a... Uh during the Hogan promo last week he did hold it up as well like he was the champion so see like, I kind of like miss that because usually my eyes aren't on him Yeah, I just like to pretend he's not there closest he's ever going to get there you go he's doing it again Jesus Christ worth noting that the entranceway is on the left hand side this week it is <laughs> so I have I have picks up on this it's like yeah it just seems to change from week to week yeah you don't really have like a, a solid uh, hard cam position. It must be confusing for the wrestlers though. I would think so, yeah. Yeah, you'll have to have a production meeting every week saying, yep, this is hard cam side. He really struggled to rip that t-shirt off this week. He <laughs> <laughs> got caught in his belt. But funny enough, the captions just said he can rip a shirt well. <laughs> God, he's wearing two crosses this week. Is he repenting that much? Oh my God, what's he been up to? <sighs> Fucking right. Bobby the Sp Love Sponge's wife again. Ugh. Well, I'm just saying, Elizabeth's there, and like, I'm, I'm just really worried at this point. I can smell Piper Mania, like, running rocking. Like, he didn't say rocking, he said wild. Like, I don't know why he came up rocking in the captions. <sighs> For fuck's sake. And I know that didn't say darkness hall, he said darkest hall. <laughs> you can imagine just fucking Piper just there in a hall. I believe I can think I love. <laughs> Couldn't you? Right. Piper trying to sing that that would actually be interesting it'd last about 72 minutes instead of four and a half <laughs> no fucking no and it won't be guitar it'd be bagpipes wouldn't it yeah. bagpipes <laughs> Piper is afraid of Hollywood Uh crowd cheering most people are booing yeah. but crowd cheering right why does it seem like every week like he's getting Elizabeth to kiss him on the cheek and this week 
seemed less reluctant than last week. It's like hmm. I'm starting to think she's in on this. I'm really starting to think she's in on this now. Like, there's just these little nuances. I don't know. Maybe she's just enjoying herself that much, just being in the limelight and, and this this whole storyline. <laughs> she looks like she's having the time of her fucking life. I mean, last week she had a grin on her face, didn't she? I'm supposed to believe this woman is mortified? Yeah, <laughs> no. What is this promo? The man that founded the NWO, I'm just reading the captions of how bad they are. Yeah. It is he is he's cutting quite a quick promo, but the 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 guy who could have done this or the AI could have done a much better job. Yeah, absolutely. And I will as I'll say one thing as well. Hogan must have had severe heel heat in Scotland at this time. The fact that he keeps calling it the skirt. Yeah. I mean, you go, you go to Scotland and you call it a skirt, you're going to get a bloody Glasgow kiss. No matter where you are in Scotland, you're getting a Glasgow <laughs> kiss for, for that. So shame that doesn't quite translate over here because he's still getting cheered. Hmm. But what he's saying isn't wrong because this is what he genuinely believes that there is a pecking order. That is shoot Hogan. There's a pecking order and he's at the top. I got your wife, Macho Man. Fucking hell. I can't believe we're still pulling that card. Well, you know, he's he's got very little else to offer. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just be happy if he didn't speak all that much. Because I think we've, we've got the points... We've got the point by this, by this week, you know, this far in, he's been saying the same old shite for months now. Yeah. Like, yeah, we get it. Like, at this point, it's not heel heat. It's just, like, I'm watching the Nitro from fucking six months ago. Ah, uh, here we go, the pause down. Did he just call uh, Ted to be as a trillionaire? Yeah, he did last week as well. Yeah. Even as a gimmick, we know that's not right. It's not believable at all. Well, it's, it's because they were calling billionaire Ted billionaire Ted on the WWF, so they're calling him trillionaire Ted to make him richer and kind of poking ah, fun at the, what the WWF were doing as well. Okay. But I was on about Ted to be as not Ted. Uh, Ted Turner. No, no, that's that's the point I'm making. Ah, I see. I know billionaire Ted was like, you know, a Ted Turnerism. Like, you know, you're a million dollar man in WWE. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm confused. <laughs> oh, do we see the Saturday night? Yeah, definitely not a believable gimmick. <laughs> Alright, it's basically just... Uh, a recap episode of Saturday night. Yeah. Nothing nothing special. 
Be sure to catch that this Saturday at 6.05 on TBS. Can't wait. I might start watching Saturday nights, to be fair. In in the uh, off-season between us recording. The off-season? Yeah. <laughs> Given our hiatuses, you basically are seasons. Yeah, that's true. Now, I'm not going to grab my phone, but yeah, I don't know who this guy is. I don't know, but it's called Tombstone, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, well, I'm just looking at the attire, and it's kind of like I'm looking at it, and I'm just thinking Pound Shop Undertaker. But yeah. even then, I think that'd be an insult to Undertaker, so I'm going to say Pound Shop Midian. <laughs> oh shit! It actually could be him. No, too tall to be Midian, surely. This guy looked big. Oh, he's uh, best known as 911. What, the boy band? <laughs> he's a one man band. No, it was. Uh, yeah, he's, a, he's pretty he's, fucking big. I mean, he's fucking tall. He's taller than Lex. Yeah. No, the only reason why I say Midian is because Midian just had this. This innate ability to just morph into other people and <laughs> WWE were great upon I mean, He did a really good impression of mankind. Right. Like, nah, in the face, it's definitely not, but I, I just thought about the tattoo on his arm and I'm like, I'm pretty sure Midian had something similar to that. Like, but then again, probably in the 90s, he all did. Yeah. He's a fucking very tall guy, I'll give him that. Yes, he's very big. Oh, we're still doing that WCW Women's Tournament thing. That's been going on for about nine months now. Yeah, and we've only had like a couple of matches on TV. Yeah, there's only two women in the company. I don't think they're doing it really. I just think they're bringing it up. They're like, yeah, we're still doing it, and then they'll just quietly drop it. So like they have that plan on that. Kitty. Imagine that Lex is kind of saying to him, "What the fuck's with all the stiff shots, man? Do you not know how to wrestle?" And Lex is you, the Lex? guy who can't. Jesus, that were a tumble and a half. Mm. I just can't get past 50. the name. Oh. Yeah, do it. I can't get past the name Tombstone. <laughs> I don't know, there has to be a shot somewhere there. There really has to be a shot at WWE. Like a very, very subtle one. I mean, in what way does he actually look like a tombstone? I don't know. Hey, what do you want? You're coming up. Come on. Fine. Denial. Yeah, 
the commentary basically out out saying that Sting is with the NWO. Yeah. And it's like you just watch it last week. You know, it's clear that he wasn't with the NWO, but at the same time, he wasn't taking sides. I did watch that end segment again before we started recording, and I am kind of thinking to myself, what the fuck was Sting going to do? Like, because he walks past Arn, then he's reaching down, and the only person that's there is Meng. So obviously he's not going to uh, assault Meng or pick him up or anything like that, and that's when Arn turns him round. I know it's 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 being nitpicky, because ultimately yeah. people aren't going to look at that for what it is, but... The fact that he gets in the ring in front of Kevin Nash as well, who doesn't take a swing and Sting doesn't take a swing at him either. So, yeah, they're playing intrigue, as you said. It's it's intrigue and all that, but he's kind of like, no, he'd be outright saying, oh, yeah, he's with the NWO, and it's like, no, that's not intriguing, that's basically taking a stance. I think you're just kind of like, at this point, it's like, he hasn't shown any real sign that it is with the NWO or any sign that it is with WCW is showing that he's at this moment he's kind of like in flux I can't believe he managed to pick Toonstone up yeah good effort okay this this referee couldn't look any more like Homer Simpson when he was just jumping around like that (laughs) (laughs) the Giants in from one big guy to another Giant should never go down from this. Don't go down. Nope. Oh. Is he fucking drunk or something? He could be. <laughs> to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised. Come on, Giant Chokeslam. Oh, don't give the fans what they want, apparently. Chokeslam. No, don't do it on Nitro. Oh my god, I can't believe he's done it. Right. He didn't really, He just picked him up. He didn't actually lock. He him shouldn't in. have had a chance to pick him up. But you want to save that for a pay per view? He definitely shouldn't. And even though uh, Giant is holding his back, he's like, "Oh my back!" And it's like, "No, that shouldn't be a thing either." Yeah. Not at this point. If you're gonna do that, do it on pay per view. Yeah. Larry's having a rack attack. Oh, look, Christmas lights. But no, going back to what I was saying, it's like, yeah, it's Sting really is pretty much in fucks. He hasn't really said anything, but when the comments are just outright saying, oh, no, he is part of the NWO, it's like, no, give it another week, let's see. Yeah. It's not jumping to the conclusions. Well, we're about to see the recap of it. I was just thinking to myself, it's like, yeah, you probably didn't need to actually watch this because they were recapping it in the show. But yeah. then again, I'll say that, you know, don't watch any recaps because we'll recap it in the show and then one week they'll just not show anything. Yeah. I am missing a little bit of context as to how Fake Sting and Real Sting have kind of decided that we're going to get in the ring together. Yeah. It is a bit weird. Something must have happened on Saturday night that we don't know about. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I just and, and all this as well. Like, it's just it's all weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on with that. 
But I will say what I said in the last episode. Fake Sting looks awful. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Jason Seagal with bloody face paint on. There, see it. Like, where's he going? What's he doing? Yeah, that. I just really don't know. The thing is, he let McMichael like get a good couple of punches in there as well. I'd be intrigued to to see if I like that they're yeah. using different camera angles here as well in the recaps. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking with uh, my with uh, McMichael, he's probably just saying, "Learn to work, brother. Here's your <laughs> chance." No, there, there definitely is some context missing to that. Yeah, I think you raise a really, really good point because oh, they've put them things on the thing now. On the Things entrance. on the thing, that's uh, okay. Them little balls. They're like, shit, it's Christmas. <laughs> so during the last break, they put a lot of decorations up. <laughs> Maybe they heard you. Job done. <laughs> JL's here. JL is back. No longer a mister, still. It's like, I don't understand that as well, that name change. It's like, yeah, Mr. JL, that's not believable. Mm. We'll just call you JL. It's like, the fuck is this, JL? Did he have a Mr. or Paul match? The Lost. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> really? What's all that about? So I wonder if Sting's going to come out and hit Ray. Who seemingly hasn't changed his clothes from last week. I don't even know why he was looking so shot then. He, got to, he had, had his uh, like tights checked and all that. And he just had his mouth open like, what are you doing? <laughs> He's being the ref, you fucking doll. It's not Nick Patrick. I mean, this should be a good match in itself as well. Yeah, it's Jerry Lynn's no, still like. He doesn't get the props he deserves, does he, really? Yeah, J.O. <laughs> Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> Is he playing the heel here? He, yeah, I mean, he has to if you're against Ray, don't I mean. Well, we don't really need a heel against Ray Mysterio, just have a good match. Like, if it's just an exhibition match, like, just have a good match, and it's just like pointing to the crowd, like. I'm just wondering where the fuck did he become a heel? Mm. And he doesn't look heelish. When he lost his mister. I don't know, looking at that mask, it's like, that does look a bit evil. Yeah, maybe a little. So at this point, he's not wrestling for ECW, is he? No, I wouldn't have thought so. No, because I'd just be interested in what the whole idea behind the fucking hell. Nice. Uh, what the, the Mr. GL gimmick was about, because it kind of just looks like... <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> I have to wonder if Ray fucked that up again. It just When he does that at such speed, it looks like he has copped it up. Mm. Oh, that didn't look nice. <laughs> Landed awkwardly on his knee. No, the reason why I just say, like, the whole Mr. JL, JL, and it's like, yeah, wear a mask, brother. It's like, they just... 
they don't correlate for me. It it just seems like a bit of a weird name for a guy in that kind of attire. Yeah, it is. But yeah. I'm, that's why I asked if he's in ECW because if he's still in ECW and they're just like, yeah, you know what? Uh, we'll do WCW a favor. You know what? <laughs> just let you let you wrestle for WCW, but you can't use the Jerry Lynn character. You can't use your face and all that. And it's just like just gone to the same stuff and like, yeah, just give me a mask. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how you just go go nuts. Go on, Judy. Just give me something. <laughs> Judy. <laughs> just give me did, something to work. They did use mind. Jerry Lynn himself though in in WCW at some point, didn't they, a while ago? So they were they were using him as two separate people. That sounds like a very ECW thing to do. Yeah. Just in general. Two for the price of one. I mean, well, WCW have been known for doing it here. But they've done it with uh, Billy Kidman, haven't they? Yeah. Actually, I think I'm getting confused, yeah. I think it was Kidman. Yeah, I think I think that's it. I'd be interested to do a little bit of research and see what the whole idea for the JL gimmick was. It could just simply be WCW just thought, yeah, just give him whatever name. Mm. That it kind of sounds like when you've got characters like Tombstone and Roadblock and Yeti, yeah, it does sound like, yeah, just fucking, here's a name, Godots. Oh, Jerry Lynn was in WCW in 99. I did not know that. 99 he joined ECW. No, no, he, he was in WCW at night. In oh, 99. WCW? Yeah. Sorry, I misheard you. Again, professional podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> it was only on WCW Live, so. But he faced Ernest the Cat Miller and nobody but Eric Bischoff cares about. It also really, really, I don't know, it, it really mystifies me, Ernest the Cat Miller. Like, he actually had a job as a commentator in WWE for a while. Did he? Oh yeah, my on God. Velocity. I couldn't think of anything worse. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so that was, I don't know, it wasn't really like a long term gig. I think it was like early days Velocity. Fuck. So, hell. can you imagine, right? And I know this is like in hindsight and knowing that they're not the same wrestlers as they are, uh, you know, back then in 2005 as they are today. But imagine Brian Danielson versus John Cena on Velocity with Ernest the Cat Miller commentating. <laughs> that is a very weird thought. <laughs> now, for all I can remember, Ernest didn't actually commentate that match. But yes, he was a commentator for WWE for quite a while. Oh, fucking hell. I'm pretty sure with WC, uh, with WWE for a few years, there's been some really fucking naughty-looking shit in this match as well.
Oh, fucking hell. Oh. How does he still manage to impress me when I see that in every single match? Yeah, he probably didn't actually commentate on a Brian Danielson John Cena match because he was only uh, an announcer for Velocity from de December 2002 to August 2003. And then he became an active wrestler on SmackDown, <laughs> which I do not remember at all. <laughs> so he can't have been that active. No. He was also in... The 2004 Royal Rumble. He never was. What the fuck? Yes. <sighs> well, speaking of Diamond Dallas Page. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fucking amazing segue. Just talking about Ernest Miller. Speaking of Diamond Dallas Page, yes. Let's just fucking stop talking about that twat. Yeah, I, I just can't be arsed with Ernest Miller, man. It just fucking does my head in. See, I know very little about the guy just seeing him, but you have a really bad hatred for him. Just listen to Ray. Ah, rationale. I like it, Rey Mysterio. Imagine it being Rey Mysterio, the kid, yeah. with the fucking maturity. Yep. Yes, commentators that are twice my age, get your fucking shit together and actually watch what you saw. <laughs> Everything he did was normal. It was a reaction. It wasn't that he was part of the end of your... And Tony's fucking got his arms folded like, sure... Sure, right. Yeah, you're sure. not going to change my mind. <laughs> no, his mind's fucking made up. Yeah, so they're replaying it again. <laughs> Right, uh, we, we're on about his maturity, and then, you know, he's just finished what he was saying, saying, play the tip, and then he goes and cheers to the crowd. Mm. He poses for the crowd, but he does it with the mic as if he's, like, saying, you know, and I say this, and you say this, type thing. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I don't understand what he was doing, though. Killing time, clearly. Uh, edge towards that second... Uh this is not the videotape, Tony. Nope, it definitely is not. <laughs> this is that weird negative video that we saw, what, like two episodes ago? Were you last, last episode as well? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, speaking no, of no, Diamond no, Dallas no, Page... No, 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 we were a different one on the last episode. This was like two episodes ago. Yeah, it's, it's very similar, though. Yeah. If it ends with two sting faces next door to each other, that, that, that were the one that... Well, last week. No, it were it had a it were all in black. Uh, well, not black and white, but it were all blue and white. Yeah, it's not the same one. Definitely not. Still, still not going to play the videotape. <laughs> Sorry, Ray. 
so yeah I, I sent you this screenshot of fucking hell it must have been about six weeks ago now after we'd done the not the last recording but the the one before it of uh, Diamond Dallas Pale, uh, Page holding a Christmas party at his house uh, which everyone backstage was calling Silicon Valley due to Kimberly Page and a bunch of her stripper and modelling friends there they actually taped an angle at the party with Eric Bischoff crashing it and the end of, with the NWO but another incident took place while the cameras were uh, were off that wasn't part of an angle former WCW wrestler Van Hammer was there and began talking trash about WCW and using little Mexican wrestlers and then uh, eventually he started trashing the British wrestlers specifically Stephen Regal and Dave Taylor well Regal was there at the party and turns out he's the wrong person to piss off confrontation ensued and two headbutts later Van Hammer was unconscious on the floor <laughs> fucking hell B- Bischoff reportedly said that Van Hammer will never work in WCW again that didn't last long yeah, also, 1998 <laughs> I think he was back or something like that yeah. I know the incidents I've read up on the incidents when he came <laughs> on I'm like I don't even know who this guy is I've just heard the name Van Hammer Van so Hammer's, many times he, he's a big he's a big burly bastard let's put it that way he is uh, also ECW star Raven was at the party but only because he's good friends with Paige nothing yep. to go beyond that yeah I just it. love the thought of, of Regal just just putting Van Hammer so I said the face and Van Hammer just like Snooze. <laughs> if Van Hammer falls in at the middle of a party that you did not attend, does he make a sound? <laughs> I imagine that is one big mighty foot. <laughs> but hey, at least he fucking left his feet for a reason. <laughs> mm. An actual reason. Van Hammer is more professional than Paul White's in 1996 <laughs> in the fact that he got down for a legitimate head bounce. <laughs> oh god, just to be a fly on the wall in that bloody uh, in that party. I know. No, this fucking recap of the Hogan pause and all this shit. Do we really need to see this? No. This is killing time. Definition of killing time. Yeah, Hogan NWO Monday Nitro was last week. Dave Meltzer was fuming about that last week, by the way. With Eric Bischoff on commentary, said he's the most obnoxious human being. He'll probably win if there were awards for obnoxious people handed out on TV. He would win it for the next four years. Oh yeah, does. <laughs> Dave Melson well, missing the memo that wrestling is, uh, yeah. <laughs> These lights are weird. The laser lights. Very weird. Oh, is it Glacier? Of course it is. Yeah, that's Glacier. So, by thinking that when the MWO came out earlier, that it was Glacier, I've kind of summoned Glacier. Yeah, <laughs> you bastard. You know, yeah, I've summoned him from the Never Realm. Oh, wait, that's the actual fucking gimmick they're ripping off, isn't it? <laughs> 
yeah, it, it's clear that they've given up on this guy now because he just doesn't have all all the gimmicks anymore. He's got a little bit of snow rather than a lot of snow. He doesn't have the blue lights anymore. You know, there's there's no pomp and circumstance to his entrance. I mean, to be fair, the snow still looks pretty fucking cool, but... Yeah, I was going to say that. I do like that effect. Not a pun, by the way. But, you know, if, if it weren't for the strobe lights and above, it just wouldn't work. But it's just like, everything's just gone. This is clear them saying it was a nice effort, but, you know, no, we're saving a bit of money. Hmm. You know, all that pyro ain't going to pay for itself, Glacier. <laughs> And even Glacier looks like he's starting to give up as well because he's, he hasn't got the... I could have sworn I've seen him with iced blonde hair. And like here it's just his normal hair. That could be right, yeah. Oh. Who's, who just got in the ring? Then again, I could actually be thinking of <laughs> of Raiden in the mo the first Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> or in the second one, just short-haired Raiden. Oh, it's Who the Sarge. Fuck is this? It's Buddy Lee Parker. Oh shit, it is. From that one time we saw him before. Yeah, in Louis Theroux's weird weekends at WCW. Go on, puke! Puke! Puke, you pussy! <laughs> and then he, like, spat up a little bit. He went, What the fuck is that? <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> Thanks for Glacier. Deceptively tall. Yeah. Well, unless Sarge is deceptively small. No, I just mean like looking at him. He, like more, most most wrestlers in WCW at this time. I'm guessing it's like because there's a lot of cruiserweight wrestlers. They don't really seem to like tower over the ropes like he does. Mm. But like, I I just always have it in my head that Glacier is quite a small guy, and he's not. He's actually really tall. Yeah. Wow. Okay, no. I don't really understand why Sarge is the guy to do this. I don't understand what those circles are on the mats. No. There seems to be just the two on one side. Ooh. Maybe those circles are indicating where the hard cam is. Maybe. I might be thinking a bit, you know, a little bit too too far there, but... Yeah, I'm looking at Glacier's attire and all I can think S of is... So I just got a nosebleed. Oh, fucking hell, no shit. Here we go. Oh, fucking hell! <laughs> what was that? Just fucking... Just, just kick him in the head, fuck it. Right, that was a Mortal Kombat move. That is Sub-Zero's, not Sub-Zero's, Scorpion's kick. Scorpion has a kick where he just turns like that in the air. It's like, that is... So, he's ripping off Sub-Zero and doing Scorpion's stick. But, okay. <laughs> I don't right, know what's going on. if that is a finisher, I'm disappointed. Yeah. I, so, think, the, I think the first one was supposed to be the finisher. And yeah, no, that fucking kick that he did earlier that made me fucking pop. That should have been the finisher. <laughs> that, that was a stiff fucking kick. Mark Curry's yeah. like, Sarge, just get I'm, out of the ring, mate. 
I'm looking at that attire of Glacier, I was going to say this, and all I can think of is Toronto Maple Leafs. They're, um... Those circle things you were talking about, they're reflecting the lasers on the floor. Ah, okay. You can see as the lasers are pointing down, they're pointing back up again. Good sign. That's a very good spot, is that? So they basically just got put out there for that, and then that's it. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh. Who's saying that the last time we saw Public Enemy? It, it were a fucking top match. You say top? It, it I say just, match. It weren't really a match. It was just a fucking fight. <laughs> it was just carnage. Unbridled carnage and nothing more. Wear the shirt backwards. What, why would you want to do that? Buy the shirt. Yeah, no, it's just it's telling them to wear the shirt backwards. It's like, have you ever put on a t-shirt backwards? It's uncomfortable as fuck. Yeah. They are made in such a way. Yeah, fuck you know. Speaking of WWF's shotgun Saturday night, um, scheduled to debut on Saturday in this timeline actually, which is ridiculously close to Christmas. The debut episode will air from the Mirage nightclub at 610 West and 56th Street in Manhattan. And it will be ah, yes. more risque than the usual WWF stuff, but nothing quite <laughs> as extreme as ECW. Yeah, a little bit more risque, meaning they'll have Brian Pillman on commentary making homophobic slurs. That did that legitimately happen? He was quite bad on commentary. Yes. Ooh, I was yeah. unaware. Yes. So I don't think it was like intentional hate I think it was just him just trying to be a heel yeah but yeah it's like basically just giving him a live mic <laughs> not a good idea you guys <laughs> live mic no bullet points you know you're on commentary just trying to go through uh, some of the uh, news from the week There's not a right lot that's interesting here. Maybe Jerry Lold has sold 50% of USWA. Dave says that Chris Benoit has improved so much on the microphone during the past couple of months that he's actually getting votes for best interviews in the Observer Awards. Really? (laughs) Really? Are you kidding me? Just just so you know, even in 1996, Dave Meltzer was full of shit. <laughs> it says a lot that even in 2004, at the fucking height of Chris Benoit's career, he was still not good on the mic. Mm. He never got good. <coughs> he got serviceable at best, but he never got good. Like, just, I don't fucking know anymore. 
What the fuck is going oh, on? I didn't this know they night? did WCW beanies. I mean, I've got to find one of them. Right. You do not want to be wearing a beanie and then take it off on live TV. That one French can. <laughs> okay, that's funny. That is funny. But, like, yeah. I always forget the the guy who isn't uh, PCR. I always forget his name because, you know, the amazing French Canadians aren't that amazing and they are very forgettable. The forgettable French Canadians. I don't even think they're French Canadian call, either, are they? But it, he's very, he's very, very forgettable. <laughs> but anyway, he had Hatter after that beanie came off. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I will never get this point out. Stop. We need to stop being entertained by this tag team. <laughs> But yeah, he ended up with Hatter, and now it's just shown that he's actually got this massive, almost perfectly circular, bald patch. Yeah. He slicks his hair back to hide that. Just embrace it. Yeah, at this point, you may as well. Yeah, something's happened to the other side of the ring. Yeah, he grabbed hold of his uh, his feet. You nearly said his hat. (laughs) May as well have. So basically, we're saying entertained. It's unironic entertainment with, with with shit like this. It's like they're so shit, but they're so good at being shit as well. Like it's just, but that, that fall out the ring from not PCO was very clumsy. <laughs> it was like Del Boy going through the bar levels of clumsy. Oh. You know, for a second then, I'm like, God, that cannot be the free count. Please don't tell me that be the free count, because I don't want these guys to win. And I've just had to remind myself, no, they're against the public enemy. You can win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the lesser of two evils. That Jesus bold Christ. patch is just embarrassing. Pardon? That bold patch is just embarrassing. Yeah, it's really, really bad. Well, what are you going to do here? Like, drop him on his... Dangerous. Did he, he nearly fucking took out his tag partner to that. Yeah. It might have been the camera angle, but he was like he was just gonna kick his partner in the head. He was trying to kick that bald spot off. <laughs> it don't work like that, guys. It's Damn like you it. can't literally sneeze so hard that you lose a nostril. That bald spot's that big. If he tried to do a move to it, he'd just slip off. Jesus Christ. That. Oh, Jesus. Right, that is not innovating with the table, that's just using it for leverage. Yeah. And it's broken in half! Yeah. From that! Fucking hell! Public enemy are like, what the fuck are we gonna do with this? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh god, this is such bollocks! Yeah, they're like, you've ruined our spot now. The bell's yeah, they're right still going to do the spot, they're just going to not have the legs. <laughs> the spot's lost its legs, come on. The bell's rang for some reason, I just got the impression that this was an DQ match. Oh, the match got thrown out. Why? 
use of a table, I presume. But they were using fucking shit already. They already attempted to use it. Like, the ref didn't say, oh my god, what the f So, not PCO just hugged the referee. I don't know why he did that, but okay. A fan has filed a lawsuit against Shawn Michaels and the WWF because she claims that after a match, Shawn was walking back to the dressing room. She yelled insults at him like everybody does, and she claims Shawn slapped her. At the first hearing, the fan showed up to the courtroom in a net brace, and on the WWF hotline, Jim Ross said that the WWF has the tape and it shows Shawn going from the ring all the way to the back through the curtain, and at no point did he ever slap anybody. The next hearing is expected to be next month. Okay. The fact that he's put it on the hotline and says that the WWF has a tape on the TV show kind of makes it sound like a work, doesn't it? Yeah. And if you've got that, then, you know, you've got to show that. Hmm. <laughs> Kevin Nash fucking the spot up. <laughs> Kevin Sullivan just being a terrible seller. Uh, what's new? Jackis Rogo, that's his name. I always forget his yeah. name. Yeah, Jacques Rougeau. Jacques Rougeau, that's it. Fucking, I can't even pronounce it proper. I listened to Dak's um, podcast again today, the one, because it drops on Wednesday or Thursday, I can't remember which one, but he said, um, Bill DeMott absolutely hates him. Jacques Legit, Rougeau. shoot. No, 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 Dax, Dax Highwood. Okay. He said that's part of the reason why they never really got a, a decent push in WWF or well, NXT. Well, to be fair, it doesn't really surprise me because, you know, Billy Bob fell out with a lot of people yeah. in WWE and all that. It's about time they really got any prominence in WWE. He were long gone. Hmm. So, I'm guessing it's because they probably was there for that long and just really never had out. He did tell a story of a tag team. Uh, it was Dax and uh, somebody else. I can't think of it where now. On NXT. And I'm going to say, from my knowledge of watching NXT back in those ti those times, he had a short-lived pairing with Jason Jordan. He also had a short-lived pairing with... Chad Gable, if I remember, I think it was very Chad weird. Gable. Considering they had a, <laughs> they had a very good rivalry to the uh, American Alpha and uh, the Revival at the time, but they weren't even called the Revival; they were called uh, the Mechanics, I think, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think it, I think it were in, and Demott just, just went. No, I don't like him, so. Conan with one N in the middle, two N's in total. Yeah, they're just going to. Oh, Nick Patrick. Nick Patrick with earring. And no neck brace. No, I think the neck brace was hiding that god awful earring. 
Ah, uh, yeah, that's why you had it on for so long. <laughs> Brain. <laughs> Who do you think that? You see the guy with the, the referee with the ski mask on? Who do you think that that was? <laughs> he went, it's a referee with the ski mask on. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> Oh well, that was a lovely job kick. To be fair, yeah, it was. Surprised Nick Patrick hadn't uh, thrown this out already. Ah, okay. So I looked it up, and no, it wasn't him who uh, teamed with Chad Gable or Jason Jordan. He actually teamed with a guy called Garrett Dillon. Now, I, the name just did not ring a bell. But then I look at the guy and I'm like, yep, yeah, I remember him. Yeah. Patrick's Coscorn on here. Yeah, I genuinely can't remember the name of the guy that he were in. He yeah, went, Garrett, he, Garrett he Dillon. A, yeah, it, 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 that's, that weren't the name that he named, though. He did team with Rusev for a while. No, I won't him. Demott essentially went to Triple H and said, oh no, I think you should put the belts on another tag team, which ultimately uh, promoted uh, that tag team and they Judas did really Devlin? well. No, that, didn't ring, that doesn't ring a bell either. Judas Devlin, by the way, is uh, Luchasaurus. No. But, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking here and I'm not seeing anything. It just names the uh, those three partners, and then he got injured and came back in 2014 and teamed with Dash Wilder, which is uh, Cash Wheeler. Yeah. Well, have some look and uh, or have another listen to his podcast. Actually, I really need to start listening to it. It's pretty good. I I gotta admit it is pretty good. He's he's yeah. got a, an excitable tone, like everything about wrestling just really yeah, excites him. Tone yeah, and he's 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 got a fucking good knowledge as well. Mm. It's like it, it's it's really weird. This is a guy that you can tell when when you hear that he's studied the business. He hasn't just studied it as like a like a wrestler. He's studied it as a fan for so long. Yeah, and he's like studied every aspect of it. And you could tell uh, when he first got in the door at WWE, he was probably the first person to actually start asking questions. Yeah. And probably spent significant time with with the well, not the building arts, but you know the trainers like Albert and uh, and Regal back then as well. Cause he yeah. Was there, he and, JR, and just pick yeah. the brains. Yeah. He was trained yeah, yeah. by uh, I think he was partially trained by Robert Kellum as well. Robert Callum being uh, he was he's in WCW in 99 2000 um, as the maestro ok yeah yeah trained by the maestro yeah. <laughs> that's it he just says he's trained by the maestro here 
it's so bizarre. It made me think today, like, and we are talking over this because this is a this is just atrocious. Yeah, um, it's bullshit. <laughs> it made me think today about like wrestling trainers and and people who they were on TV, but they were never like mega stars, but they train so well. Yeah, uh, we've said it in past that way about Norman Smiley and all that lot, and it, what an entertainment! What the fuck did he do there? It was surprisingly oh, pulled his foot, but I yeah, didn't see him it. actually grab it. It just like Big Boy just fell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Straw's Straw's another one. If he's he's churning out talent like that, then fucking hell. Oh, for fuck's sake! All right, I thought he's he was throwing the match yet, out no. for that. He's, he was pointing at him. He didn't even touch his face. I thought he was gonna. I thought he was throwing the match out. Then, thank God for that. This is so sloppy. Also, Nick Patrick has piercings in both ears, so it's double, double the bad. Yeah, I'm trying to think who's on the. Uh NXT coaches list at the moment. Over the top rope disqualification. Oh, for fuck's sake. Well, it is Nick Patrick, so we can, like. Yeah. But still. It ties in, but yeah, it's. Yeah, fuck it, go on. Oh, gutted. So at this point, they're not even hiding that he's biased. I know. You know, it's like, you know, you know I'm grabbing him out. So, if we're going to look at the current coaches in the uh, in the performance centre at WWE, talking Matt Bloom, a.k.a. Mm. Albert, mm. Sarah Amato, Basically, Sarah Del Rey. I'm, I'm pretty sure she left there. I'm pretty sure this must be an old list. So. I don't know. Uh, Johnny Moss, Norman Smiley, Robbie. Johnny Moss? Fucking hell, I didn't know he was still there. Uh, he might have been at NXT UK. Yeah, yeah, so that, that'd make sense. But no, this this is actually from the uh, from the WWE website. So, uh, so, so yeah, Sir Amato, Amato, Johnny Moss, Norman Smiley, Robbie Brookside, uh, Shawn Michaels, obviously Terry yeah. Taylor. Yeah. Sean Hayes with his, I, I don't I don't think he's anybody really. He's just a normal coach. And Sarah Boyner again. Steve Carino. Fit Finley. Yeah, that does currently the coaches at at uh, at the NXT. So when you look at that as well, it's like, what was the height of Albert's career? Testing really? Albert. Probably getting that win over uh, John Cena as Tensai. Oh yeah, actually, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, he did have a good career in Japan, so I yeah. give him that. But it's like when you think of coaches, it's like again, it's not a guy that you think of 
No. Oh yeah, he'd be a really good coach. Oh, apparently held, held very, very, very high regard. Yeah, but he's a grass. Is he? Yeah, he grassed up uh, Mandy Rose, didn't he? Ah, right, okay. I did not know that little detail. Mm-hmm. Apparently Albert goes uh, snooping around OnlyFans. I know it's not OnlyFans, but I, I can't think what the other one is. It was fan time, I think it was called, or something like that. I have no idea. It's surprising how many of those fucking things there are now. Regal versus Malenko. You asked for it last week. I did. This week. Yes. I was about to say, I was asking for this. And it's champion versus champion. Oh, fucking hell. I don't think both titles were on the line, though, are they? The TV might be. I could imagine fucking William Regal with a cruiserweight. <laughs> yeah, yeah it is. It's a TV title. Oh, nice. <laughs> Mark Curtis rang the bell knowing clearly that Regal's not ready. Fucking hell, Regal. I've given you my coat, now fuck off. <laughs> oh no, he wouldn't swear though, Regal, would he? No. He would say, I've given you my coat, now so bloody sod off, yeah. sunshine. Bloody get out of here. <laughs> really, he looks alright today. Like we were saying last week, like, kind of bags under the eyes and stuff, but he doesn't look that bad today. Might have just had a long fight. Yeah. Give him five minutes, see how much he's, he's sweating. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that sweat just came out of nowhere last week. He barely did anything. I know. His hair is fucking, hair is soaked. That's why they were, they were on a break as well, weren't it? Oh, you can guarantee they're going to take a break during this as well because it's a fucking title match. I wonder if Regal's facing anybody at Starkhead. That would be interesting. I mean, it, well, it depends on if he walks out with title here, I suppose. But then, would you defend the TV t- title on a pay per view? I don't know. I mean, I don't see why not. Because the thing I don't like is saying, oh, yeah, the TV title can all be depended on TV. It's like, you know what? What the fuck are you watching your pay per view on? <laughs> In 1996, you're watching it on a fucking TV. Yeah. Like. Come on. This is why when people just go on about, oh yeah, the TNT title should be only defended on on TV. And it's like, you know what? I think we can overlook that if we just had fucking hell. Cartwheel Rolling Regal again. Inzaguri as well. Yeah. I think we can, like, for for a secondary t- uh, title, I think we can overlook the fact of being defended on pay-per-view, even though it's a TNT title. Yeah. I mean, in terms of the television title in WCW, I think it should. I mean, it's a title. I think it should be defended at Starcade anyway. It's the biggest pay per view of the year, so. Exactly. I wouldn't say all titles on the line, like, but if it can, uh, if if it can be fit in. And in to some... be fair, like TV title, it's just something that NWA, ECW, fucking. I think we to a degree we can say WCW have done this you know it's it's just a title for the sake of having another title mm. and with that it's to give people something to do 
It's a very lazy booking when you think about it. It's just there. Yeah. It's just there. But at the same time, you are going to get good matches out of it because you're going to get these weird pairings that you don't think are going to work or whatever, and they'll put on a real good match. Like, obviously, not this. I'm not saying this. Like, fucking hell. Some really good uh, wrestling here from, from these two. It's like proper catch as catch am, uh, catch cam wrestling. Yeah. Oh, Sticks by the way, as well. that, that that actually reminds me of something. Catch as catch cam wrestling is actually known as Lancashire wrestling as well. Oh. <laughs> it's a Lancashire Lancashire style. I've been meaning to bring this up for like fucking two months since I found out. Wow. Apologies if anybody can hear the dog in the background. I did. Uh, I've locked him in the dining room and we're in the bedroom. He's got a dog bed. He's not being assaulted. He's perfectly fine. He's just being a mad ass. Separation anxiety. Yeah, and that's Beth in the background. Hiya. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Yeah, so this is this is what I found a couple of months ago. This Lancashire wrestling is a historic submission wrestling style from Lancashire in England. It is considered an ancestor of catch wrestling, professional and amateur. Mm. It's like it's fucking weird. <laughs> really, really weird. And I accidentally googled catch as calf cam, which sounds like a really B, uh, bad B movie, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. <laughs> you can imagine that Kevin Smith probably directed that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, <laughs> to go back to this match, it's been <laughs> what the fuck, Regal? He is sweating. He gets elbowed in the chest and he does a little chicken walk. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, he is sweating, but he's not sweating as bad as he was last week. No. There's still time yet. What did you say they were this week? Washington? DC. DC. That actually makes sense because I think Starcade was DC, wasn't it? Starcade is going to be in Nashville. Oh, and I think it went to DC for a couple of years, didn't it? It, it was might be like in a, DC for 97. Right. I think they did it for like two years running or something because he had a a really, really good response. They might have. Yeah. The ticket sales. I think Eric Bischoff said that on yeah. uh, 83 Weeks. Hmm. Yeah, 97 definitely was. I'm not sure about 98, but you could be right. And I'm trying to envision the, the um, obviously the 98 main event and the crowd the building looks off the top of my head the building is big enough yeah MCI centre going back to what we were saying about studying wrestling if, you're, if you want to be like a a technical wrestler this is a match that you really should be studying this Absolutely. kind of match yeah I can imagine like 15 year old Dax Harwood sat at home watching this taking notes probably still has a fucking moustache <laughs> 
probably <laughs> bold in, at a, a, in his mid-teen years. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I think uh, he's only two years older than I am, isn't he? 38? He is, yeah. Yeah, so he, he'd have been about 12 here, wouldn't he? Yeah, something like that, still, yeah. Still with a moustache. I, I was just... I wasn't actually saying he was 15. Just yeah, but you weren't far off. No, but yeah, again, probably still has a fucking moustache. <laughs> yeah. I have a mate like that, Carl. Shout out to Carl if he's listening. Fucking hell, that guy was born with a beard. <laughs> and he's me, can't grow one for shit. <laughs> yeah, that mine's not fucking fair. patchy as well. It does my head in. You've got a really nice beard, mate, trust me. Oh, I don't know about that, mate. You have a beard that I envy. <laughs> I think it's one of them things, isn't it? Like when when it's when it's you, you 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 critique, whereas other people are like, oh no, I really like it's it. It's not fucking critique; it's jealousy. It's simple as that. It's actual jealousy. But to the mix section, it said there on the ca- on the <laughs> captions. <laughs> oh wow! Jesus. <laughs> Attempted a Boston crab and and Malenko with the leg strip to. So oh. I said, so I said Vader criticizing uh, uh, Ricochet versus Will Osprey as Cirque, Cirque du Soleil, and here's William Regal doing flips, yeah, and cartwheels. I reckon he could do a handspring and elbow, yeah. And he probably <coughs> and he probably do it like saying, "Take that sunshine," as he does the elbow as well. <laughs> Oh, drop kick from Regal. Nice little drop kick. Oh, Tiger Suplex. Oh. Ay, ay, ay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did you see William Regal's eyes? Oh yeah. They popped over and he went <laughs> Fucking amazing. Dropped him on his head. No he did not. <laughs> no he didn't. What? Time limit? A time limit? Oh for fuck's sake. Oh, now, oh yeah, you're just saying that's a, a time limit. Because it's tell me <laughs> there's Regal fucking flat out <laughs> belts just on his belly. Well, hey, it, was, it makes you want to see round two, doesn't it? And that oh, sets yes. you up quite nicely, to be fair. Yeah. That wet my appetite. <laughs> <laughs> that's just outstanding. That is Regal all over it. He's fucking waking up from, you know, from the brain buster. He's got the title on his lap. Probably doesn't know where he is. And all that. <laughs> just leans up, arm in the air. Yes! <laughs> Amazing. That is that was a highlight really of the show, match. that. Really fucking good match. I haven't seen Jeff Jarrett for a couple of episodes. No, he's been gone. I fucking cursed that now, haven't I? Uh, yeah, he's going to be in the main event. <laughs> Steiners. Dun, dun, 
And uh, is Scott still wearing his uh, garb? We'll see. I'm hoping he's dressed to wrestle. No nope. oh, fuck's sake, he's not. <laughs> he's been wearing that for fucking four weeks now. <laughs> what the fuck's he trying to get over here? There's no idea. He's just sick of the sick of the original gimmick. Jesus fucking Christ, Scott, come on. He looks like a member member of Hollywood. So they're talking about Ben Wan, Jeff Jarrett. So it's Jeff Jarrett, isn't it? See, I can't hear. You know, I can't hear if that's the uh, the Mario Kart music. (laughs) The commentary mentioned Jeff Jarrett. And we do yeah. have a big mic choice. Fucking is. Fucking dead dinner. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> you couldn't make this up. You seriously could not make this up. The mercenary himself. Fucking mercenary. Of all the people you want to call a mercenary, Jeff Jarrett isn't that guy. <laughs> Come on, AEW, what the fuck are you doing? Is he like tag team champion there or something? I don't know if they actually won it or not. Oh. I thought he had. Because everybody were fucking... They were all like... I I absolutely love Jeff Jarrett now. On Twitter. Which I can never really get on board with. But Billy Gunn, definitely. At the moment. Like, what I've seen of him lately, he's been fucking brilliant. As a manager. Mm. It's like... That strut into the Sizzle Daddy thing that he did a couple of weeks ago on Dynamite was fucking a brilliant. Oh. And it was a real good impression of the strut. Oh, fucking hell. There you go. Now I'm cursing it. Because <laughs> there we go. Jeff Side note, we're absolutely fit. getting Luke that Sizzle Daddy shirt. You what? We're getting Luke that Sizzle Daddy shirt. Oh, that's definitely a shirt that Luke could actually wear as well. 100%. <laughs> They've got a 25% off sale at the moment and I'm tempted. <laughs> it's not his birthday for like another fucking nine months, I don't think. Oh yeah, I'm going to say he celebrated his birthday shortly before I did. Mm. Or after, I can't remember. Can't leave that locked away for ages. We want Sting chance, happy days. Yeah, I want Sting as well. And when I say chance, the whole fucking place is fucking saying it. See, I'm happy to see more Rick Steiner matches as well, because what I've seen of him, I've been really, really impressed. Yeah. I think it's kind of like... I don't want to march his genetic the guy, but he kind of comes across as the forgotten Steiner because of... Scott's ways, I suppose. Yeah. You want to just call it. But I know he has a lengthy singles run. And I'm really interested to see how he can hold up. Yeah. I want to say he's been Marty United more than Matt Hardy. He's just the less popular of the two, but mm-hmm. stands on his own right. Oh, Rebby sent a message to. Um Sophie Lancaster Foundation uh, today, either today or yesterday, made a massive donation to the foundation as well. 
Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I have issues with Rebbe sometimes, you know, she's... Very, oh, it's Sting with a very long face. Very blunt and sometimes says things that are definitely un- unagreeable, but that that's pretty fucking cool. Oh, yeah, playing the intrig- uh, intrigue here and uh, with Sting, but it's like fake Sting, it's like, come on. What? That makes absolutely no sense. Why is he pinning the fake Sting? He's not a part of the match. Which Sting is that anyway? Well, we know it's not fucking Sting. Come on. Yeah, look at the size of the lips, man. Fucking hell. Like I said, Jason Seagal. Oh, massive we want Sting's chance now. Even James Brown in the the front row there. She's... um, She's chanting it as well. That was completely fucking nonsensical. Jeff Jarrett pained a competitor who wasn't competing in the match to win the match. Yeah. And Rick Steiner celebrated a match that he lost. Because apparently it became a triple threat the moment the next thing arrived. Like, I mean, I'm kind of alright with it because it kind of sends a message, doesn't it? Sends so, a message, but you could have done it another way. I suppose. No, oh, he's back. Oh, he's not repenting as much. He's only got one cross now. I guess Liz has got the other one. No shirt either. Is, no, is, so, so, he might so, actually. Um, he might actually fight. I, I don't think he would be fucking fighting on natural. Come on. That's twice I fucking caught the bloody uh, mic with my glass now. <laughs> Apologies, listeners, for the constant clink clink. It didn't pop, so that's alright. Yeah. <laughs> oh, promo time, for fuck's sake. We've already done this, organ. Snooze time. So basically what's happening is he's going to cut the promo and Roddy Piper is going to show up. There's going to be a brawl off the air. Bye bye. Let's see you at Starcade. You know, cut and dry, that's got to be what it is. Yeah. The least you could have done is got another shirt on, Hogan. Do you think that crucifix around his neck, it's like Cruel Intentions, it's just filled with cocaine? I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I seriously will not be surprised. He just goes up to Bishop and says, Send me out there again, brother. I've got another one in me, brother. And here he comes. Or is he? Well, I think we mentioned this last week, didn't I? Yes. (laughs) Well, spoiler alert, it's not going to be Roddy Piper. Bishop, <laughs> and he looks fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I like the fact that he's trying to sell it as well. He's he's not smiling or laughing or anything. He's yeah. just got this fucking pissed off look in his face. I hope he cuts the promo in a Scottish right, accent. So 
That's going to be so funny. So we're going to talk about the effort here. So he's got one of those Scottish caps. I don't know what you call them. Sorry, you know, you know, I'm a, I'm a uncultured swine. What's a Scottish hat called? No. Nope. I kind of expected uh, Beth to know that, but she doesn't. He's got a kilt over his pants. A yellow. Yeah, as he's fucking putting the accent on. Right. Apologies, listeners. I'm turning the volume up. It sounds more English. <laughs> For fuck's sake. You do know he's not actually Scottish. Hogger's fucking corpse in. Jesus Christ, and then dropping WrestleMania. Okay. The effort, the kilt over the pants, and a jacket with just fabric coming out the shoulder. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, it's got a scarf, but it's on the uh, the the shoulder. I forgot what you called them now. <laughs> beret? Is it a beret? It is no, kind of a beret. A what? Bonnet. Bonnet. Could be a bonnet. Scotch a bonnet. bonnet. Oh, Nick Patrick. Uh, yeah, Nick Patrick. I forgot his name then and just said the whatever came to mind. So we can't kind of are going to get a match. <laughs> yeah, Eric's going to job you. And then Roddy's going to come out, really. Could have at least done a finger poke of doom or something. Yeah. Alright, so for all that fucking bitching and whining that we did, that's actually been entertaining as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Rubbish being thrown in the ring. Just a, a, a dust in a rubbish. Nah, he's here now. Fucking hell. So he's yeah. off of Scotland. Jesus. <laughs> and Eric's there just like, holy fucking hell, I've just I've just insulted a whole nation and now I've got a lot of jocks here. Oh fuck. <laughs> no. I do wonder if they're actually Scottish. They're probably not, but yeah, it's gonna be a marching band in. I'm just America, saying that the way that Eric, the the look on Eric's face, he looked like, oh fuck, I've, I've made a big mistake. I mean, they look Scottish, <laughs> aside from what they're wearing, but they actually like kind of look Scottish. They're all very pale. That guy on the left's definitely Scottish. He's ginger. She's ginger. 
He's ginger. She's ginger. And he's definitely ginger. And Piper's had a haircut. Oh, I don't like him now. Nope, he's had his haircut. Short sir Piper. Yeah, surely Ogan's going to bump here. Yep, do not pick up a mic, Roddy. Do not pick up a right. Yeah, if this is how you're going to go off her, this is how you do it. Yeah. No more fucking promo time. It's weird Have how we bro. knew that he was going to fight. Have him, bro. The NWO coming. Stingers are watching. Oh, the belt's out now as well, over the head. We've now got 75 NWO members and it's only been going for four weeks. Fucking hell, how much security have they hired? Security all in yellow shirts and jeans. <laughs> yeah, they're all power plant fodder, aren't they? Yeah. That's usually what they use. Except that one guy that's fucking got a horseshoe haircut. <laughs> He's definitely not fucking power plant fodder. <laughs> He's part of the referee school. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that, oh, that ending God. wasn't too bad, but like you no, said, though, if you're going to end it saying, that way. I was saying, we were whining about it, and that was actually really fucking entertaining. It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah thank you, Eric Bischoff, for, for being such a knob. And <laughs> actually doing that. Uh, yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. I apologise for uh, to all my Scottish brethren <laughs> for actually <laughs> taking enjoyment in that. Yeah, it were another really good show. Like again, quite varied. Uh, I mean, most of the matches were good again, and yeah, I mean, barring one one promo, you know, was just like yeah, it just did a good job of setting up Starcade, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it did yeah. pretty well. Yeah, that's how you do a, uh, a Gawam show. And the fucking crowd was hot for that ending as well, which you know, justifies them bringing Piper in. They were. Although, to be honest with you, I'd rather Piper not be there, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, just to correct myself as well, it was 4,900, not 4,200 in uh, attendance. In Macon. Oh, they were in Macon, Georgia. Macon, Georgia? Yeah, in the Civic Centre. Well, it did say DC, so I don't know what the fuck that was about. I fucking no idea. No, neither do I. Well, there you here, go. Here, WCW in 1996 tell us where you actually are. <laughs> don't leave it to guesswork. Yeah, they didn't do that today. I know they did it last time, but they didn't do it today. Anyway, that means that our next uh, recording is going to be of Starcade 1996, and if Beth's feeling any better, she might actually join us for that one. It will be nice. <laughs> I don't know if anybody heard her in the background going, Yay! <laughs> Doing the best Rick Foyer impression from last week. Yes, that's exactly what she sounded like. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll Can you say I sound like Marge Simpson? No. <laughs> wow. 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 No. What you, did he say? You just said that yourself. For you to have context, I'll have to show you the video. Okay, show me later. Yeah, Definitely so, not my Simpson. I'm going to slap him. I think you should slap yourself for that. 
and on that note, that's the end of this <laughs> episode. As Brian hides under his table at home, fucking two miles down the road. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Tune in to the uh, next episode, which is obviously going to be Starkid nineteen ninety six. Uh, that'll be a nice long watch along for us. That looks like it's shaping up to be half decent. Not sure about that main event, but let's see what WCW can pull out of the bag. Yeah, I'm open to surprise event. Yeah, and you've actually been semi-surprised in the past couple of weeks, I would presume. I have. I mm. really have. Yeah. So let's hope they can continue this hot streak. Yeah. We'll catch you on the other side for the uh, Starcade 96 uh, edition of the Nitrogen Podcast coming your way very soon. <laughs> <laughs>